Welcome to Valley Outdoors, covering outdoor recreation in the Matsu Valley and greater Alaska with your host, Tim Escher. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of Valley Outdoors where we talk about all the cool outdoor opportunities we have around the Matsu Valley and Alaska in general. Last show we talked about the possibility of downhill or alpine skiing in Hatcher, but today we're going to talk about Nordic or cross-country skiing, which has a long history here. On today's show, we have Dave Musgrave. He's the president of the Matsu Ski Club. Good morning, Dave. Uh, good morning. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Okay? And um, I moved up here probably four years ago, four or five years ago full-time. I've had a place up here about 15 years. Um, but uh, cross-country skiing is big in Wisconsin. Yeah. It's the Berkebiner, obviously. Yeah, the Berkebiner. Um, but I'm from southern Wisconsin, south-central Wisconsin. And uh, snow is very, very, very variable down there. And uh, my daughter was in the uh, high school ski club. We have uh, one of the doctors in the town there skied the Berkebiner, and he goes to Norway every year to ski. So is it Lopitz or Lopitz? Uh, Lopitz, yeah. Lopitz. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, uh, they have a pretty active ski club in the, in the school there. And then I bought her, when she graduated from high school, one of the uh, gifts I got her was some, some cross-country skis for her to ski. Oh. And then after that, we went three years with no snow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you jinxed it. <laughs> I jinxed it. I think <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what happened. By buying skis. Right, right. And so um, and so, you usually have to travel north there to get to get right. snow. And uh, we're a little bit of that situation here, which we'll probably talk about yeah. in a little bit. But uh, first of all, why don't you tell us about the Matsu Ski Club and, uh, and uh, kind of maybe a little bit of the history and, and the kind of things that you guys do. Yeah, well, the club started in about 2006, I think, uh, by Three people, one of them still on the board, that's Ed Strabel, okay. who's been a past president of the Matsu Ski Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mission statement for the Matsu Ski Club is to promote cross-country skiing in the uh, southern Matsu borough. So that's sort of the core area here. Okay. There's another club up in uh, Talkeetna, the Denali Ski Club. Oh. So they're active there, and we work with them a lot. And, okay. But we're sort of in the main area here, and, and like I say, we promote cross-country skiing. So our two big programs really are uh, trail maintenance and grooming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we groom several dif- different places starting in uh, er- mid-October usually. We start grooming uh, Independence Mine okay. for skiing there. Yeah, it was pretty early this year, I think. It was I right about mid-October, kind mm-hmm. of dead on there. Right. And then as we get more snow coming down in elevation, we start grooming Archangel, which we've been grooming for, I don't know, maybe, um, well, since Thanksgiving anyway. Okay. And uh, and then our, but our main uh, focus now is on the Government Peak Recreation Area, mm-hmm. where there's uh, groomed trails for skiing and classic skiing. Okay. And the ones at, uh, uh, at uh, Government Peak Rec area. Those are lighted as well, right? Yeah, yeah we have light, we have uh, seven and a half kilometers of trails there uh, that were put in maybe four years ago. We started skiing there, and okay. we got lights about two years ago. Mm-hmm. So there are seven and a half kilometers of. Um, so that translates about a little over, almost just under five miles of lighted ski trails there. Okay. All right. Um, we're recording this. Let's see. What's the date today? Is December twelfth? Twelfth. Right. And um, so uh, I think that the ones that you have open are at the mine. Currently, right? The, the trails uh, that are open? Okay. Uh, correct. It, it depends on mine, right? So okay. we're still grooming those. Okay. For skiing. And, and then is Archangel open? Archangel's well? been open for a while, and I just was up there yesterday. It was 
Getting kind of icy, but the high schoolers were up there. They didn't seem to have any problem at all skate skiing. Okay, that's that's yeah. what I was wondering because I was up there yeah. yesterday too. I had an avalanche class that I went to up in Independence, Independence, uh-huh. Independence and uh, things seemed pretty icy and slushy on the way down. So because you mentioned it opened in Thanksgiving, but I didn't know if it had stayed open that whole. At, uh, uh, yeah, it, it stayed open, and it, the conditions have been variable. But we groom it about every. When I say we, that's Ed Strabel, uh, Ashley Wise. Zach Steer mm-hmm. and um, and Chris Jones are our, our main volunteers right now. We'll get more later on coming in, but uh, they're doing a great job. Uh, they keep the trails open uh, and groomed uh, for skiing, and for the most part, they're pretty good. So even given the weather, I mean, mm-hmm. there were times up there when there was avalanche danger or or it just got icy, and uh, we're on it about every two or three days. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's one of the questions that I had. I, I was up there yesterday, uh-huh. as I said, and uh, it was really windy. It was probably 30 mile an hour winds, gusting to 50 yesterday. It was a little bit crazy. So, uh, right, just drop down to Archangel where there's very little wind at all. Okay. So right. when we have winds out of the north uh, or northeast, the Matanuska winds, mm-hmm. uh, your best place for skiing is Archangel Road. Okay. Because the, the winds, are, it's protected by the mountains there. But if you go just around the corner on up to Independence, you get that north wind coming down there. Uh, it can be really cold. Sure. sure. And uh, I understood uh, from Jeff Kays, one of our another one of our groomers, um, that the uh, it was getting pretty drifted in uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So he's he I you can always check the um, the conditions on our uh, website. We we give a grooming report at so our website is www.matsuski. Dot org. Okay. And we have a grooming report right on our homepage. Ah, uh, okay. All right. And then I think people can also go to the Facebook page as well. Uh, yeah, but I can't tell page. you if we post grooming reports there okay. all the time. Okay. It's, all right. So possible. people want to know how things are groomed, they go to the, the website. Yeah. They can find uh, it there. Yeah. Okay. Um, does it cost anything for folks to, uh, to ski these trails or are they pretty much open to the public or how does that work? Uh, they're all open to the public. Uh, you have to pay your parking sticker uh, at Independence Mine, that's a state sticker. Okay. And Archangel also at Government Peak Recreation Area, or GPRA, we call it. Uh, that is borough managed. Okay. And they you have to have a borough sticker for that one. Okay. So, so it's best to get both, things. get them both on your windshield get so both. you don't have to worry but about other it. Other than that, uh, we don't charge. We uh, we put a lot of effort into grooming. We get uh, grants from uh, the borough bed tax okay. for our expenses. Mm-hmm. But our volunteers are not paid anything. Okay. All right. Um, and can people donate to the ski club we if hope they want so. to do that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you follow that link to the uh, www, you got to put the www in. Okay. Uh, org. there's a place to donate there uh, or become a member. Uh, we like to have both members and people donate. And most of our members donate also. Mm-hmm. And most of the donations um, go to trail maintenance. Okay. Because, and so we pick up the cost for things other than... Um, than what we get from the bed tax. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you put on um, a number of events, right? At least that's what I saw on the website we that had some yeah. events going on. This this particular show probably won't air until um, probably the week after Christmas. And uh, Right. Well, and- that's just in time because you guys can sign up for the Matsu uh, uh, Icicle Double, ah, okay. which is a two-day event on the 30th and 31st this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you go to air before then, you'll see that you can sign up for that. Uh, it's 
it's a number of different distances each day. The first day is classic, and the second day is freestyle or mostly skating. Okay. And so you'll um, you'll be able to sign up for that. And there are different distances. You can I think it's five, ten, and thirty k. I'm not real sure on that right mm-hmm. now. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, five, ten, and thirty k, and you can mix them up. You can do a five k one day and thirty k. But if you do thirty k each day. Everybody that finishes that gets the coveted icicle double uh, beer glass. For some people, that's not a beer glass. It's a beverage glass. Okay. But it'll have the icicle double logo on it and the year. That's some good incentive right there. Yeah. (laughs) And this year, uh, we're actually awarding cash prizes to the first, second, and third uh, place in uh, for those people that ski both 30Ks and both... uh, Women's and men's category. Oh, okay. So and we give uh, we got three hundred, two hundred, and one hundred dollars oh, for the first, second, and third. That's great. And so that's the thirtieth and thirty first yeah. of December. So yeah. right before New Year's. And where's it at? That's a, a Government Peak Recreation Area. Government Peak. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, that time of the year, you probably need the lights, I suppose. It's, uh, no, that'll be. Uh, I believe it starts. The first wave goes out eleven, so it will be okay. midday. Okay. Yeah, All right. You won't need any lights. All right. Um, if you've just joined us, this is Tim Escher with Valley Outdoors on Big Cabbage Radio, and we're talking with Dave Musgrave of the Matsu Ski Club. Um, and then you have some other events later on, don't you, in the in the year that I saw on there? Oh, we have several different events. So we have we have um, our Northern Lights race series. Mm-hmm. So that's on Wednesday's night. Okay. And you just show up, pay five bucks, and you go out and get a time on your on your skiing ability. And usually that's about a five k race. And that's on every Wednesday. Uh, every Wednesday okay. beginning January. Okay. January. So it's mostly January. And, and that's at Government Peak also? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, then we have um, we have the Ski for Women, mm-hmm. the Matsu Ski for Women okay. on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, and that happens every year where uh, we run that as a, uh, a fundraiser for various uh, women's mm-hmm. um, clubs in town. Not clubs, but... Support for women. Okay. And uh, and so, and that's uh, by donation only. So you come in, you give a donation, put whatever amount you'd like to, and it goes directly to uh, our, our, those that we support for that. Okay. Okay. And then I also saw on the website that there are lessons that you support too, adult lessons. And... Yeah. So that's another, so um, we do adult lessons. Uh, those are various, we have given both in skate. And classic skiing. Okay. And those are um, those are at all levels. So, and you'd have to look at our webpage for the the times for those. Okay. But they we generally have them, I believe, Monday and Wednesday, and then on Saturday mornings. Okay. So the Wednesday, Monday and Wednesday right now are being held midday because we don't have snow down at GPRA right now. Okay. So uh, if skiable snow. Okay. So if they're midday, they would be so up at Archangel. 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 Yeah, Archangel. Archangel. Okay. okay. All right. And. Um, then you also have a junior Nordics. We have a junior. That's our probably our biggest program. Uh, okay. It's where we get most of our membership. We have uh, so f- usually we have about three hundred fifty kids in each of three different sessions. So we have a Monday and Wednesday session uh, in the evening, and we have a Tuesday and Thursday session in the evening. And then we have a midday session for the mostly those are homeschool kids. Okay. And uh, so we, we so that's coming up in January. It's usually January and February. February and the first week in March. Okay. And what ages? 
Those are from four and it's sort of variable on the top end. Uh, we're finding that there are some kids in high school who don't want to join the ski team, but they want to be social mm. and they don't want to spend five days, six days a week, uh, skiing for a ski team, Sure, but they want to, they want to come out for a couple of days a week. And so we accommodate them. Okay. So it's kind of uh, fuzzy at the top end. Okay. All right. I don't think we'd include 25 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, how did, how did the uh, junior Nordic sign up for that? Uh, I assume you have to be registered and yeah, you have to be registered. We're getting to the end of our registration because it starts in January. Okay. So we need to have our numbers counted, but you can still sign up at, at our website there. Okay. So and you to... you'll be directed to the, uh, the site to sign up your kids for junior Nordics. And it's a great program. It's our biggest program. Uh, kids love it. Uh, it's a chance to get your kid out, uh, kids out in the winter mm-hmm. outside and enjoying themselves. And these, these kids love this. They yeah. just go out there. And, uh, you know, if you start them off young, even if you don't start them off young, we have some kids that come in at, at 13 or 14 mm-hmm. and we accommodate them too. But if you start them off young, uh, we're mostly playing games. Mm-hmm. It's games on skis. And okay. so they get their balance that way. Our polar cubs are our youngest group. They're about four years old. And they don't even use poles. We just get them mm. on skis and start playing games. Low like center Red of gravity. Rover. They can stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Get them, get them used to getting their skis on. And they don't even think about balance and everything. Mm-hmm. They just play games. And they just have the greatest time. And then we progress up through the age levels and skill levels to where we're teaching classical skiing to the lower groups. And then we segue into classic and skate skiing for the higher groups. Okay. And then at our top end, we even have... Uh, uh, it's coached by Sydney Thielke, and she uh, takes competitive kids in her top group. Okay, and then you then there's races for them to compete in. And there are races. Uh, all, they're all over uh, Alaska. The Best Cup Series are what most of the competitive group uh, takes take part in. But uh, we have, you know, we there are other races. Uh, we have a series of races uh, for Junior Nordics that are part of our. Uh, Usually they're at the end of the high school races. Mm-hmm. And so when we sponsor a high school race, there's usually a citizen's race afterwards. Okay. Okay. And uh, so it sounds like if uh, if you have some kids who are interested in learning how to ski, this is a great way for them to do it. it there's no pressure. There's a lot of uh, play time for them to start out and, and really learning how to enjoy skiing as opposed to being on a rigid team to begin with. That's right. That's okay. right. Yeah. Okay. So they're just basically our, our emphasis is on fun. As they progress up, some kids like the competitive aspect, aspects, so we accommodate them. Mm-hmm. But our main emphasis is having fun on skis. Okay, that's great. That's wonderful. Um, now, you had mentioned that there's another ski club over by Talkeetna in that, yeah, up that in part Talkeetna, of the valley. Okay. Denali Ski Club. And so do they have their own trails that they groom and they maintain do. over yeah, in that area? They do up in Talkeetna, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And um, because I'd like folks also... Um, be aware that there are other trails around as well, other than the ones in Hatcher Pass. I think there's some out of the Moose Range. Uh, well, there's enough snow. Uh, we have several groomers that live along the Moose Range that groom those trails with uh, equipment from the ski club. And uh, the bed tax that goes to the ski club also supports the grooming there. Okay. And the Moose tra- for people who don't know where the Moose Range is, how do you get to that? Uh, the Moose Range, yeah. Well, there's two access points. <laughs> it's a there's big one area, from, but it's hard to, hard to find What sometimes. is it? Uh, Murphy Road on the east side. That's the east side access. You said there's a west side access? The west side, side access, you go up to uh, Turner's Corner. 
and or that's just how, before Turner. That's heading out Palmer Fishhook. Up Palmer right. Fishhook. And then there's the gas station on the corner right. there. Take a right before that on okay. Sun Valley Road. Then you go back uh, about a half, not even a half mile, a quarter mile, and it jogs to the left. And then Went Road is on your right. You pull into the park, uh, the trailhead at Went Road, and you can ski from there. Okay. All right. And then do you need a borough stick, park sticker not for or, there, anything, no. or anything for those parking? For that. Okay. That's good to know. Let's see. Where else do we? Uh, so there are other places, uh, depending on snow. The borough uh, grooms the Crevasse Moraine area. Okay. The, that's borough land. And they, they groom that for skiing. So you can go ski in there and just need a parking pass for that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a borough parking pass, you can go in there. Okay. All right. And, um, and of course, there's all the ones down in Anchorage, all the Kincaid Park and all those. But that's... Kincaid, and then the uh, the other one would be uh, the Beach Lake in in Chugiak. Okay, okay. And then up by where I live, uh, up in Glacier View, so up oh, by yeah. the Madison Glacier, and there's the uh, Sheep Mountain. Um, oh, yeah. Sheep Mountain, Sheep Mountain Lodge. Right. And uh, they groom, they've got trails there, and they've got a nice groomer uh, to keep right. those groomed. And uh, the last couple of years, the snow's been pretty sparse, but uh, we have about two and a half feet up there right now. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all, well, the, all the rain that's been down here has been snow up there. Yeah, so. well, we're envious then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's been wonderful. Um, so you're listening to Valley Outdoors. I'm Tim Escher, and we're talking about cross-country skiing in the Valley with uh, Dave Musgrave. So, uh, Dave, how did you get into cross-country skiing? Uh, in 1974, I came up as a graduate student to Uni- University of Alaska Fairbanks in Fairbanks, and uh, it was the thing to do. All the graduate students bought uh, old wooden skis that we had to put pine tar on from Pat Pine down in College, Alaska, mm-hmm. and we wore uh Cotton underwear, uh, cotton long johns, cotton shirts, and jeans. <laughs> that froze up solid and after a froze, while. <laughs> froze our butts off, man. We were, <laughs> and we and we would stumble, and and there were six. Uh, I think it was a. They called it the six mile trail at the university. Okay. So and nobody said or anything. It was just ski or set. So we'd start skiing there, and and uh, so that's how I got my start mm. with a lot of. Uh, you know, a lot of frozen jeans and frozen hands and everything mm-hmm. else. But, uh, you know, we were young and it was fun. Yeah. We had a great time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, I think it's great that you're getting some of the younger generation in it, ended up here as well. I, my my niece, who's now a, a young woman down in uh, Oregon, she was a high school student at Colony and, and got into cross-country oh, yeah. skiing up here. And, and I'm not sure if she started with the Junior Nordics or not, but uh, she was uh, pretty heavily involved with the the ski team, the colony ski team, and, and just loved it. And, yeah. uh, and uh, that's back when we still lived in Wisconsin and we'd get pictures of the dark skies the dark. up here, but they're up there skiing and just right. having a great time doing that. And and I was up there, um, let's see, this would have been last spring I went up went up skiing and, and the high school kids all just show up. They all come up in cars and they all just go out skiing. And right. so I'd say there's a big culture of that. They still there. do that. So they're, a lot of them are practicing up at the Archangel right now. So they just... All after school, get in the cars, get their ski equipment, get up there and file out of the cars and mm-hmm. onto the ski trail. Now, as far as somebody who's just starting out, who's looking for a fairly easy trail to do, I know the Independence uh, Mine area. Some of those, some of those yeah. uh, have some rollers in them and can be a little bit tricky. And get, you got to kind of ski your way up the road to get to the mine and a few other things. And so, where would you recommend if someone's just starting out? Well, Independence Mine is. Uh, you can you can do that, and that's all there is in early season. But mm-hmm. uh, to go any place, you got to go straight uphill for quite a ways, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a, it's a struggle. It's yeah. a humpty hump. Yep. 
And uh, so it's probably not the best place to to get started uh, unless you're really uh, aggressive. Okay. <laughs> and in good shape to begin mm-hmm. with. But, and you, uh, you got to make your way back down too, which can be a little yeah, bit scary. Yeah, so if it's icy and, it, and you're coming down, it's uh, it's a slide for life. Yep, yep. Uh, but Archangel is probably the best place because it's one of the flattest and uh, at least out to what we call the Beaver Ponds, which are about four kilometers out. Yeah. So you you groom do you groom all the way up to the Fern Mine? Does it go all the way up that far? Uh, we groom up to the gate, up to the Fern Mine. Okay. Correct. Right. Uh, but we only do that. Uh, we we stop grooming uh, further than the Reed Lakes Trailhead, where the bridge is, uh, we stopped grooming there once they opened the area up to snowmobilers because okay. that, that area is open to snow machines. Okay. All right. Um, but out to the bridge, it's fairly flat, right? It's fairly flat. There's yeah. a few hills, but they're nothing to worry about. Well, that's about. a good good two miles out from the trailhead, isn't it? Right. Out it's uh, four kilometers, so okay. it's, uh, you know, almost three So you can get a pretty miles. good workout on some fairly you can. flat So you go out and back, uh, you know, it's going to be almost six miles. Right. And, uh, it's usually, uh, we groom it, uh, it becomes a lower priority once we start grooming GPRA, but we mm-hmm. still groom it, uh, all winter long. Okay. With some help from the, actually, uh, the, the state parks contracts out part of that. So they, after they start grooming, which they haven't yet, uh, they'll compact it and, and then we'll touch it up occasionally okay. to keep it in real nice skiing okay. shape. Okay. And then, um. You know, I, I mentioned I was, I just took my Avi one class up there. Oh yeah. Avalanche one class yeah. last, this past weekend. And, you know, so people hear about avalanches and Hatcher Pass and, uh, Independence Mine probably is not much of an issue there, but how not about, much of an issue how about Archangel Road? Is there ever an issue on Archangel? Uh, yeah, there is. Uh, uh, was it last year or the year before we had, uh, we had two avalanches come across Archangel Road mm. and really in the early fall scene, I think it was last year. Okay. Uh, and, uh. So we were we had to groom over those uh, the the snow that came down, and you can really tell the difference. But yeah, so when they're pay attention to your your Hatcher Pass Avalanche forecast. Okay, so that which you can get online. So it's I think it's a Hatcher Pass Avalanche Center. I, I think I think it's it may be or it may be just HatcherPassAvalanche.com. Okay, so so if you just look up Hatcher Pass Avalanche Advisory, I'm sure you'll find it right, on Google. Right. But uh, so they they give a forecast, uh, and if uh, every week. And, uh, but if there's a particular issue, they'll give an emergency warning. Okay. Which they did, uh, last week. Okay. And it, I would, I would have been careful because it was, it was howling wind and they just had fresh snow. So they were getting a lot of snow loading in some of the, uh, the gullies there. And Mm -hmm. those are exactly where we had the avalanches, uh, last year. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so anything else you want to talk about? We're just about out of time, but uh, anything else you want to mention? Any other events? Or? Well, I'd just like to uh, thank all our various sponsors. Uh, one thing I'd like to mention is that the, over this past year, we put in a whole new set of trails, uh, almost doubling what we had there. At Government Peak? At Government Peak. Okay. And uh, they're quite a bit uh, harder than the previous ones. I mean, we have some nice ones now, like um, there's Pioneer Loop, which is mostly for... But that's for walkers and people with dogs and so forth. So mm-hmm. anybody can go on that as long as human-powered bikes, whatever. Uh, on the re- other ski trails to the west, which are the uh, Matanuskans and Sitna, those are skiing only once we start grooming them. Okay. So, but uh, but the new trails will be skiing only, but they are a little more daunting. Okay. Uh, both the uphills and downhills, and we uh, and we got quite a bit of sponsorship uh, from the Matsu Trails and Parks Foundation. Mm-hmm. We had a 
significant amount of money from them, as well as the Matsu Borough. We got a significant amount of money from them. But we uh, we probably raised, total cost is going to be about $250,000. So we were able to raise that from various sources. Wow. So it's been quite an effort. And, and we had uh, incredible volunteer effort this summer. Uh, Mark Strabel put in almost 500 hours of free time creating those trails. He was on the excavator and the grader. Mm -hmm. And so it was quite, but uh, Lucas Parker, I also want to mention him, uh, Dave Freer, Dave Warner, Ed Strabel. These guys put in hundreds of hours on yeah. that up there. That's, that's wonderful. I, yeah. I was up there this fall um, doing some mountain biking on the oh, mountain yeah. bike yeah. trails. And I, and I saw all the work going on up there. I was yeah. wondering what was happening. So yeah. that's interesting. So those are, are going to be open? Well, they aren't finished yet. We still have to smooth them out uh, next year and okay. put grass on it. But uh, there's enough snow on it now that we've been packing it in mm -hmm. anticipation of opening them to skiers. Okay. So with a little more snow, we'll be skiing there. Okay. And you do both classic and skate? Set it up for both? Yep. Or, okay. Yep. All right. And yep. uh, for those that aren't know what that means, classic means you've got the two tracks. That two you tracks, basically the usual ski classic, and, the old diagonal ski. And, and then skating, you've got a kind of a wide, flat area. Or skating, you've got a wide, flat area that you can kind of skate. Right, skiing, right. Which tends so to be more of like the faster, faster racing mode yeah. of skiing. Which, yeah. So, all right. Well, um, I guess that's all the time we have for today. I really appreciate you coming, Dave. And, well, thank uh, you so much, Tim. It's been great. Telling about telling us about skiing. And I guess think snow, right? Yeah, please. <laughs> Do right. your snow dance. All right. Thanks a lot, Dave. To my cabin in the hills and there I'll stay. You've been listening to Valley Outdoors, covering outdoor recreation in the Matsu Valley in greater Alaska. Valley Outdoors is a production of Big Cabbage Radio, recorded in our studios in Palmer, Alaska. Music by Robin Hopper of Chugiak, Alaska. I'm your host, Tim Etcher.